Hello, my love. Welcome back to the pod. I'm noticing myself saying welcome back to the podcast. Just so we know, I am still very much feeling like things are shifting up. I, oh, the process of co-creating a business, man, I'll tell you, um, <laughs> it's not easy. I am just always feeling like things are slightly wanting to shift and I don't have a clarity yet. And so we're just going to run with the podcast as is, but I'm also like, mm, it doesn't, I don't know if this is the living tameless podcast or what is it? Tameless the podcast. I don't know if, if this is connected to living tameless or not. So welcome to the pod. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited for this episode. I have so many notes that I'm kind of feeling overwhelmed if I'm being honest and transparent because I have so much that I want to share and so much I want to get through. I am a 3-5 profile in human design. I know I say that all the time, but just in case you're new here or just to share again, I'm a 3-5 profile and I'm a projector. And so I am someone who is very much meant to learn from life, to gain that unique wisdom from life, from trial and error. And I got this idea to sit down and record this episode. And <laughs> then within like an hour, I had like a page of notes. I'm like, okay, let's try to get through all this. So Oh, okay. First, where I want to start is everything that I'm sharing with you is literally from years of getting it wrong. And what I say, when I what I mean when I say getting it wrong is there is different levels to healing, in my opinion. When you are on a healing journey, you can be someone who sits down and proactively heals every day, like whether that's with a journal or you're doing shadow work or um, you're digging into pain points from your past, whatever it is, there's that level of healing. Then there's the level of healing of you're going throughout your life and you're noticing what's still triggering you, what's triggering that unhealed pain, those unresolved emotions. And then there's the level of consciously reacting. And that latter one <laughs> takes practice. And I have had years of going through the levels and still not being able to master my emotions. And not, I guess not really master my emotions. I am still such a sensitive person. I realized the other day in talking with a friend, at some point, I'd recorded this podcast episode on owning my sensitivity, and I never put it out, but this is a good time, I think, to say that if you are a sensitive person, life can feel that much more challenging than for someone who's closed off to their emotions, closed off to energies, and the holidays, all of that is just intensified especially with what's going on in our world right now. Oh my gosh, tensions are could be high. There could be a lot of funky energy. And as a sensitive person who's just like absorbing all of that, just know that this could be a challenging holiday and not from, not 
from the place or like setting the intention that, oh, this is going to be hard for me, but more so just setting your expectation so that you are prepared, so that you can feel more in control as things happen and you're not feeling flustered or knocked off guard. I am seeing this holiday season as an opportunity to put all of my healing into practice, to move to this next level. Life is always moving me to new levels. And so to move to a new level of consciously responding, what does that mean? When something comes up, anything comes up, a family member says something I don't like, something happens to the food that I wasn't expecting, someone's running late, someone can't come, whatever it is, we have to realize that in life, life is always going to life. There's always going to be things that come up. We can always look at it as like, that person's a problem, that person always does that, that always does that. We have to know that whatever group you're in, if you are surrounded by other people, there are always going to be things that come up. And so we have to learn how to Feel the emotions of that. And that's what I mean by master the emotions. I still have a lot of emotions, but I feel my emotions. I process them so that they're not as sticky within me. They're not so charged within me. I'm seeing them more from this neutral type place where I can see the situation as like, oh yeah, I don't love that Aunt Nancy said that. I don't have an Aunt Nancy, but I don't love that Aunt Nancy said that, but I'm not so heated or charging where like, I can't believe Aunt Nancy said that. She's such a bitch. She always says, you know, you know what I mean? Like taking that charge away so that we feel a little bit more in control of our state of being and of our experience. So I am really seeing this holiday season as a practice ground for me. Okay, I've done all of this healing. continuously, as I move through my life, I am constantly healing in the moment as things come up for me and cause certain emotions and create certain storylines in my head. I am actively confronting those, getting to the root of them and therefore healing them. I am also setting the bar extremely low. Like my expectations are going to be extremely low for other people this holiday season. I feel like this could be controversial because I there's a part of me that's like, we do want to think the best of someone and we're going to get there in a, in a couple minutes, but we have to know that people in our family Especially, extent, especially extended family, are going to see things differently than us. They're probably going to disagree with us. They are most likely going to give us their opinion and project their stuff onto us. Let's just know that. Let's come to this place where we are expecting that. We're maybe not expecting that. We are fully prepared for it. Because when it comes up then, hopefully we can, oh, I already knew this was coming. 
we can already know that we can be prepared and not have as harsh of a reaction like it caught us off guard. I hope that makes sense, but we do want to think the best of other people, but we have to prepare ourselves. This is kind of more to the tune of creating a boundary with yourself of I am just going to prepare myself. I'm going to prepare for the for the worst just so that if it happens, I can let it roll off of me a little bit and just move on instead of getting so flustered, so caught off guard, so triggered, and then I'm harboring onto this thing and it's ruining my week or my weekend, whatever it is. So let's just lower the bar, let's lower the expectation, and just know that these things are probably going to happen. Challenges are normal in families, like family dynamics are always interesting. Around the holidays, you have a whole bunch of people who are navigating life so differently, who have such different perspectives and experiences and opinions, and then you bring them together, of course, there's going to be things that are triggering. Now, we are going to get to triggers later in this episode. And before I forget, I'm actually so freaking excited. The episode's going to come out on Wednesday. I recorded a an episode about conscious relationships with one of my best friends and I'm so excited. I really think that this is going to be a helpful episode going into Thanksgiving, going into Hanukkah, going into Christmas, going into all of the other holidays. I think this this episode is going to be really, really powerful. Um, so that, like I said, that will come out on Wednesday. I'm recording this Monday, November 20th, the Monday of Thanksgiving. So I'm hoping, I'm going to try to get this out today. We'll see. Um, I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but... Okay, so let's let's dig in a little bit more. So to the tune of preparing yourself. Just like you are preparing for others to maybe not show up as their best self, just like you're preparing for others um, to show up in a way that might trigger you. Let's make sure that we are prepared to show up as the best versions of ourselves. When we show up as the best version of ourselves, that's us living in control. That's all we can control is how we show up, how we react, how we respond to things. And so let's prepare to show up as the best version of ourselves. And everything I share in this episode hopefully is going to help you do that or at least get you started on doing that. Because again, this is not easy. This is not easy. The holidays are such a challenging time. And I think it's really been this year that I've realized that because a couple years ago, I was triggered nonstop. I was just snappy and like I just was miserable most of the holiday season. Last year, I felt a little bit more prepared, but there were definitely things that really caught me off guard that kind of got me in a funk for a little bit. I know I didn't set enough time for myself last year, and so I learned from all of that, and again, like that's where I'm coming to you in this episode is I have learned so much through failure, through trial and error, and seeing what's not working. So for this holiday season, let's really set the intention and decide how we're going to move through the holidays. 
I know for myself, a lot of times when I hear people talk about intention setting, to me, it's this passive kind of thing of like, oh yeah, okay, I'm going to set the intention. And then I completely forget about it. This is the difference between consciousness and unconsciousness, active and passive. Actively and consciously setting an intention means that you connect with an intention that feels true to you and you do your best to stay present and stay aligned with that intention, alchemizing things that come up so that you can return back to that intention. This is a very conscious process and it's a decision. It's choosing and deciding this is how I'm going to show up because again, that is what's in our control. When we do this, we can start to move in alignment with that. And this really starts with creating a plan to set ourselves up for success. So again, like everything that I share in this episode, this could be potentially if you're the type of person that wants to write notes or um, I'm not normally a note taker, but I do feel like this holiday season, there's like this more masculine approach that is being asked of us where it's like we're really being intentional we're being a little bit more structured we're planning ahead we're creating plans and so it could be helpful to write a couple notes throughout this episode if that feels aligned for you but think about it ahead of time i'm putting this episode out like i said hopefully on monday of thanksgiving start thinking about this stuff now start thinking about this stuff before you see family Start setting your intention, choosing and deciding how you want to move through these family experiences, how you are going to respond when something happens that you don't like. Really choose and decide this stuff now so that it's easier to anchor in and you can notice when you are out of alignment with it and come back to it. This holiday season for me is not a... I'm not expecting myself to be perfect. Like I said, this is an opportunity to put my healing into practice, but I'm also seeing it as kind of a test for myself of like, okay, I am choosing and deciding that I am going to enjoy my holiday season. I have control of that. Whatever comes up, I don't have control over other people. I also don't have full control over my soft emotional self there someone might say something that completely triggers this past unhealed pain point that i didn't even know was there or causes a certain emotion i have to honor those things but i get to move through that process consciously by alchemizing the emotions coming back to presence and realigning 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 again and again and again Okay, sorry, I kind of lost my place in my notes. Um, Okay, so the next thing that I really want to touch on before we get more into the specifics is the number one theme that you will notice throughout my recommendations is checking in with yourself, staying connected to yourself, being present with yourself so that you can have this level of awareness of how you are doing. Because again, that's what we have control over. So you're going to notice this theme throughout where it's just about staying in touch with yourself. 
Okay, so let's, we're 15 minutes into this, but I'm, I'm sure that there, there's already so much value in here for you, but I want to get a little bit more into the specifics of things now that we've kind of set the groundwork, the foundation for how to consciously move through the holiday season. The very first thing that is also pretty general, but I feel like around holiday season, we all want to get things done earlier rather than later. But then stuff comes up, we push things off, and then all of a sudden, everyone is scrambling to do things last minute, whether that's grocery shopping for Thanksgiving, getting people presents, cleaning the house, getting your appointments done, whatever it is. We know that putting things off and having to scramble to get things done can feel very stressful. So as much as possible, let's try to get things done earlier rather than later because the more stressed that we are, the more overwhelmed we're feeling, the more flustered we're feeling in that way, the more likely we are to get triggered by other people. It's like the more that we're dealing with our own stuff, the less we have capacity to deal with other people's shit. You know, if, and I really see it as kind of the, could be potentially the difference between you get your stuff done early, you know that the holiday season can be stressful, so you're doing everything you can to minimize that stress. You're getting your stuff done early. Aunt Nancy projects her shit onto you at dinner and you're able, like you have the capacity to just let it roll off your shoulders versus you waited to do a couple things last minute. You couldn't find the thing that you wanted at the store. You had to go to three different stores. Then you forgot to paint your nails and you really want to do your nails for Christmas or for, I was going to say for Thanksgiving, for Thanksgiving. And then by the time Aunt Nancy comes, she says something and you're just like already done with her. And you're like, okay, can you not? You know what I mean? Like, let's try to do what we can to help ourselves. Again, I know it's really easy to look at, well, Aunt Nancy's a bitch. (laughs) But these are our relationships and relationships are so important to the human experience. And I really think that it is possible for all of us to have more beautiful, more harmonious, peaceful relationships. Let's do what we can to support that. Okay, let's get into more of the specifics, like exactly what I will be doing to navigate my days. So first of all, aligned with this last point, I have a to-do list running. If you've listened to past episodes, you know that I'm not a huge to-do list person. Like I have a list of things, but it's very, it's like a soft intention of mine. It's not, it's not a rigid relationship with this to-do list. I let my life move very in flow. I get to it very intuitively or when I get my, uh, what am I trying to say? My defined root center pressure, like that's when I move through my to-do list. But this holiday season, I'm keeping a to-do list. And it again, it's not strict. I will still do it more in flow, but I, I already know that I'm going to be referring to this to-do list more often because it just feels like things might be kind of hectic this holiday season. And I don't know, 
it feels like just what's going on in the world things might not be any more hectic on the physical level but it feels like energetically with collective the collective energy it might feel like this hectic chaotic energy and so i am keeping a to-do list i'm trying to just keep an eye on it and just let that guide me to reduce any stress or ungroundedness or feeling like a chicken with its head cut off where I'm like, I I don't know what I'm doing. And oh my gosh, this thing snuck up on me. Every single day, I am setting the intention to connect with myself. Okay, quick mic change. I didn't realize that my microphone died. And so I lost a few minutes of the podcast, but it's all good. We're going to pick it right back up. But if you notice the audio change, that is why. So every single morning, I am going to connect with myself or I'm going to intend to. It might not happen every single morning, but I am setting the intention that in the mornings, I'm going to set time to just connect with myself, to really tune in to how I'm feeling, not thinking about how I'm feeling, but actually feel into how I'm feeling. If there's any unresolved emotions, if I'm feeling funky at all, like whatever it is, actually feeling those feels, processing those emotions, processing those energies so that you can start your day with a fresh slate. Start your day feeling good, feeling like yourself. And this can be a super simple five-minute practice. This can be a longer 30-minute to an hour-long practice. To be honest, for me, it really depends on what's coming up for me and how I'm feeling. If I wake up and I'm feeling pretty good, I tune in myself, I'm like, okay, we're clean, clear energy, we're good, we're starting the day with a fresh slate, okay, great. But some days, it's like, ooh, I'm feeling a little funky. That thing that Uncle John said last night really has stuck with me and it's still affecting me. Let's take some time to feel those feels, process the energies, and clear out anything else, doing breath work, whatever, to really clear out those remaining energies. Like I said, we can clear it out of the body, start with this clean slate, and start our day feeling good. The next piece to this is starting our day doing something for us. I'm planning to start my day doing something for me. Now, I know that already starting my day connecting with myself already feels like I'm doing my day for me. You will notice the difference starting your day that way, but I also want to start my day filling up my own cup working out, making breakfast, listening to Taylor Swift as I'm getting ready, going on a walk, whatever it is, I want to have some me time before I go out and engage with the rest of the world, before I go to the grocery store, before I go on a coffee run, before I'm engaging with the rest of the family. Like I said, whatever it is, taking time for myself before being around others, filling up my own cup first. That way, We actually have some stuff in the cup when the day goes on and some of that gets drained, right? We have to start our day filling up 
our cup so that we're not already in the negatives by 9 a.m., right? So that, my hope is for myself that this is already going to create a solid foundation for the rest of the day. I really think so much of this is being proactive, connecting with ourselves, filling up our own cup, starting our day feeling good, starting our day feeling how we want to feel. I already think that we're so much more likely to be able to let things roll off our shoulders, not be as affected as much by what's happening when we start our days that way. But, not but, and throughout the day, I will be taking plenty of time for myself to be alone and to recharge. Now, I guess the first part of this is connecting with yourself throughout the day, really reconnecting, tuning back into yourself. Okay, how am I feeling? How am I doing? How's my battery level? How am I feeling about things that have been said? Whatever it is, like taking time with yourself throughout the day. But I already know that I'm someone who gets very drained by really any interactions with other people. I am very sensitive. I see myself as a true empath. I already have very low energy levels. I'm a projector. I just don't have a lot of social battery in these types of situations. So I already know. I know myself. You probably know yourself. I already know I'm going to need to take plenty of time to step outside of the family conversation, whatever it is, go to my room, be alone, take a couple minutes to recharge. I know from past holiday seasons that I felt awkward doing that. I felt like, oh, I can't do that. That's rude, whatever it is. And it not only affected me greatly, but it affected other people because at a certain point I was like, I I can't keep on a smile. Like, I'm so in the negatives that I'm starting to be stabby. I'm starting to be a little bit bitchy. Like, whatever it is, it start, It did start to affect other people. And I ultimately have to move in the way that feels best for me. I'm in control of myself. And for me, it's just taking a couple minutes to not put myself in timeout, but just like a little recharge time, like a little rest and relaxation in my own room. And just be with myself to get that battery back up so that I can go back and feel like refreshed as I go back and uh, reenact with the family. Now, part of this is, like I said, consistently checking in with yourself, consistently reconnecting with yourself as you move through the day. So for me, something that's kind of become a norm is when I go to the bathroom. My bathroom time is my time where I'm like, okay, how am I feeling? How am I doing? How how are we doing right now? Just taking that moment to just tune back into yourself and reconnect with yourself is one of the most underrated things, I think, on this planet. And I think it's also really important that we watch out for our 
own warning signs of feeling drained, of feeling just like donezo, feeling burnt out. For me, that's zoning out, like in a conversation when I just can't engage with the person anymore and I'm not really listening to them, my mind's kind of zoning out and I'm just like, I can't engage anymore. That's a sign for me. Wanting to grab my phone and scroll on social media is another sign for me. Getting really caught up in, I'll just say lower vibrational conversations, um, venting about people, going on and on, like kind of spiraling about something in a conversation. And then the last one for myself is over drinking. And I don't, not like a crazy amount of over drinking, but knowing like, okay, I, I don't really want to drink or I've, I'm just going to have one drink and then continuing to drink because I just want to not be fully present. I just want to zone out. I think it's really, really important that we watch out for these signs, our own warning signs that we're needing a break or we're just needing to give ourselves something and go give that to ourselves. Again, like go step out of the room, go back to our room, go back to our safe space, whatever it is, go in the bathroom for five minutes, whatever, and have your set of tools. One of the things that would always come up in client sessions when I'd be working with clients on consciously responding to life, to to friends, to their work situation, to their boss, to family, was what do I do when I am in a public place and I can't go in the back and do breath work or I'm having a reaction? What do I do while I'm there and I can't do anything about it there? And I always say, the first thing is to realize that you have more power than what you may think. A lot of times we get in this place of thinking, well, there's nothing I can do. I'm in front of other people. Like I, there's nothing I can do. And that's just not true. You can always go to the bathroom. You can always go to a place. I say the bathroom because most of the time there's going to be a bathroom wherever you are, but you could go into the room that you're staying. You could go into your car, wherever it is. There is most likely a place that you can retreat to, to just be with yourself because That is already such an important first step when we are trying to hold it together in front of other people when we've been triggered, that creates even more of an energetic charge within us. That creates even more tension within us where it feels like we're going to blow 10 times more. Just retreating and taking some time to ourselves can already help that a little bit more. And then when we're by ourselves, when we're in our own energy, starting by just tuning in with yourself. Okay, how am I feeling? How did that make me feel? And I know that when you're new to this process, that can feel so obvious. It's like, well, I already know how I feel. That's the problem. But just asking yourself, how do I feel? There's going to be stuff that comes up, specific thoughts, specific emotions. We want to encourage those. We want to bring all of that out on the table and we want to feel it. So sometimes that's silently screaming. Other times that's letting the tears roll down my face. Whatever it is, there is a version of processing that emotion, releasing that emotion that you can do in that safe space. 
I have let the tears fall many a time in a bathroom. I have silently screamed many a time in a bathroom. In my car, like, we we can do these things. It just takes the initiative to be like, no, my priority is to take care of me and this is what I need to do. So noticing when you are feeling just like you need a break or you need some time to yourself and giving yourself that. And I will say that I know from experience it's so much easier to keep up with processing the emotions consistently as they're happening if you can or at least consistently on a daily process versus letting it all build. I was actually on a run this morning and I kept thinking, oh, I'll just keep pushing through. I'll keep just going on. And right when I was in my warm up, there's this hill and I just was, my body wasn't fully warmed up yet. I was just so out of breath. I could not catch my breath. And finally, I was like, I just need a second to catch my breath. So I paused. I took a second to fully catch my breath and then I was good. But it's like I kept trying to push myself. No, just keep going. Keep going. You're fine. And I couldn't catch my breath. So just taking a moment of pause, fully catching your breath, and then going on made such a big difference. It made me realize, like, that's how I feel about navigating these situations. So often we're like, it's fine, it's fine. You know, whether we either the person that we're so triggered and, you know, we're not noticing it, or we're on the other side, we notice we're triggered and we're just trying to shove it down and not actually process those emotions, we just give ourselves the time and space, just a second, a minute to go be on our own and process that energy like you're fully catching your breath so that you can come back and you can feel refreshed. One of the very first times, I actually don't know if I've talked about this publicly, but one of the very first times that I consciously realized the power of this work of processing your emotions, processing your energies, and responding to situations that come up consciously, something happened with family that caught me very off guard, was very triggering for me. And in the past, I would have not reacted, but I would have gotten in a bad mood about it. They would have spent like two days asking me what's wrong you seem so quiet and just it would have been like this whole thing so this time I remember I was very caught off guard I was very triggered and I went into the bathroom and I just took five minutes to myself I fully recollected myself and it got to the point when I left I was like I feel totally fine and when I went back to my family they were like, you, are you feeling okay? Like you took kind of a while and that normally would have been even more of a trigger for me. And I was like, nope, I'm all good. And it was like, nothing ever happened. I was like, wow, this was such a big difference. Like this would have affected me the rest of the weekend. This would have affected them the rest of the weekend. It would have been this full thing that I just don't want to deal with anymore. Like I don't want to live my life like that. I don't want to constantly experience things in this way. And so I'm taking back my control. I'm taking back my power. So Again, just like 
taking the time and space to fully recollect yourself, to clear the slate again, to come back to yourself, to come back to your set point. And again, I will say the set point is a lot easier to come back to when you set that point at the start of your day, like we talked about. Now, I do think it's important to talk about, we've talked a little bit about consciously moving through triggers. I also think it's important to talk about the other side of this coin, if you will, the side of the coin that has to do with Aunt Nancy, Uncle John, (laughs) like it has to do with them. I am someone who's in the camp that we have to take responsibility for our emotions. We have to take responsibility when we get triggered because we have to know that it's because of our stuff. It's because of our unresolved emotions, our unhealed pain. And it doesn't mean that Aunt Nancy is an angel and Uncle John's a saint. It means that we are taking responsibility for our life, for our reactions, and doing what we can to help improve our own experience. The first thing I will say is I intend to move through my life thinking the best of other people. Now, that's a lot easier to do when you have someone in your life who think, who like you just know they have good intentions as they walk through their life. Like they, they, they might say something that causes hurt within you, but you know that they didn't mean to hurt you. And then we all have those people in our families that have a lot of unhealed pain or trauma and it's still greatly affecting them and they are completely unconscious to it. And it feels like they don't always have the best intentions. Sometimes it does feel like they were actively trying to hurt us. They said that thing to get a rise out of us. They, We've had this conversation so many times where we don't want to hear their opinion on X, Y, and Z and they're still going to give it to us. This first goes back to lowering the bar for our expectations, knowing that not everyone is going to show up how we might want them to show up, but also seeing some beauty in that. Seeing beauty in we're all very different. Can we just get to a place where we can find peace, we can find some level of harmony even if it's we agree to disagree. I choose to see that the people in my life have good intentions. Even if it's that I know that they have a lot of unhealed pain, unhealed trauma, unprocessed stuff that is greatly affecting them, I try to see it that they can change And then I'm going to create a loving space so that they can change. I try to give others what I know is most helpful for myself. There are a lot of times where I'm moving through something really challenging, really emotional, really triggering, and in the processing of it, I'm seeing things all sorts of ways. I am feeling all sorts of feels. I'm kind of all over the place. I'm not 
necessarily the best version of myself because I'm, I'm in the mud in that moment. And I know for myself, it has never been helpful for me to talk to myself like, just get over it. Just be a better person. You need to show up like this. The pathway for myself to actually improve and to actually create growth and evolution and to actually heal is with love. So I look back at multiple versions of myself. I mean, even looking back at last holiday season, two holiday season, oh my gosh, three holiday seasons ago, I'm like, oh my gosh, Jay, like you got really fucking triggered when that person said that. You got really in your head about that thing that they said. You created this entire story that they are this type of person. You got so angry that they didn't do X, Y, and Z. It's really easy to look at past versions of myself from that lens of like, we should have done better. You should have known better. But I also know that that's not helpful. And when I project that onto other people, it's also not helpful for them. We have to trust that everyone is at the exact point in their journey that they're meant to be at. And to create that loving, uh, I'm saying this as this works best for me. This might not feel aligned for you. But for myself, I intend to create a loving space for other people to grow, heal, and evolve. So when things come up, when something is said, something is done that triggers me, I try my best to see it from a loving place for myself and for the other person. I try to have love for myself that my human is having some type of experience right now and trying to honor it and consciously move through it like we talked about. And for the other person that maybe they didn't mean for me to feel this way. Just maybe that's just a story being created in my mind, but they're not trying to cause me harm. I feel like that's a really helpful set point for triggers and how to consciously communicate. And again, I have an episode coming out this Wednesday in two days about conscious relationships. It's going to be super, super helpful for all of this, but... I do want to end this episode by just kind of, I guess, giving a little bit about conscious communication because I think that so much is said on the internet about conscious relationships and conscious communication, and I know that most of it is from coaches or authors and They're not giving you like a full timeline of like, okay, first you do this, then you do this, and then this happens, and then da-da-da-da-da-da, right? I try to remind myself all of the time that I won't even know whether it's aligned to communicate with the other person or not until I have consciously processed the emotions around it, until I take that time and space to be on my own to process those energies, to come back to myself, to come back to neutral, to feel like I'm, I'm have that fresh, clean slate. Only at that point 
will I be able to just know? It'll just be clear to me as to whether a conversation needs to be had or not. And at that point, I will know what to say, but it will come from a clean, clear place. Because the last thing we want to do is just to unconsciously react, is we don't like what they said and we just give them heat right back. That's not actually helpful. That's not going to create more harmonious, more peaceful, loving relationships. So can we work through it ourselves? And on the other side of it, when we're in that clean, clear place, that is the point that we feel into whether it's aligned to communicate or not, and then what we would like to communicate, what feels the best to communicate with that person. The important part to this is having the breathing room to see if communicating actually feels aligned. That's like the most important thing that I think I want to end with is just not communicating out of a place of emotions, but really processing those emotions so that we can communicate our truth because truth is not the same thing as emotions we got to process those emotions to get to the truth at the heart of them so i think i'm going to end it there i got through all of my notes this is i think one of the longest episodes probably the longest solo episode i've ever put out jam-packed with information i hope that this resonated with you I'm so curious if anyone like took notes and they're like ready to create a plan, put it into action this holiday season. But if you know of someone else who's also sometimes finds it challenging to move through the holidays, family dynamics, again, can be challenging. Anyone else who is sensitive, who tries to move through their life consciously, if you can think of anyone here, like they would also love to hear it, make sure you send them the episode I know it can be really helpful for other people when they get the same information. And if you love the episode, make sure to rate and review the podcast. I'd be so, so grateful. And like I said, I'll be back on Wednesday with the relationship, with the episode all on conscious relationships. Okay, that's it for now. Bye.